0: hello everyone welcome to part one of this episode of the mac and woolly show about the lectio divina
1: Welcome to our podcast, The Mac and Woolley Show, a podcast where we discuss and explore the intersection of spirituality and business leadership. I'm Jennifer Woolley, one of your hosts. And I'm Nydia
0: McGregor, your other host. Today, we'll be talking about the Lectio Divina.
1: And don't worry if you're in the dark here. Uh, the first time I heard about this, I was like, Lectio to what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not many of us were in school when Latin was a required language. I
0: certainly wasn't. Uh, And really, it's not commonly spoken anywhere outside of the Vatican, uh, where it does remain the official language. Uh, But Lectio Divina is Latin for divine or sacred reading. It's a special technique for reading sacred text. Lectio Divina is a form of slow, meditative reading in which you allow a text to speak to you. It's holistic, it's an experiential way of reading scripture that uses mind, emotion, imagination, all of your senses, and prayer. It's letting scripture soak deeply into us as we interact with a particular passage or story.
1: All right, that seems pretty deep. Um, So why are we talking about it here? Well, the Lectio Divina is not just useful for scripture um, as it was originally intended. So I thought of this little scenario to kind of help us. Um, Actually, I came up with a couple of them, but we'll start with this one. You get home from work. You sit down to read that inspirational book that you've been meaning to or a religious text or a poem, something that you really want to sink your teeth into. You open the book to a passage and you read a couple pages. You stop to take a sip of that coffee and you think, oh, wait, what did I just read?
0: Oh, that's happened to me. It's like the words just <laughs> fell off the page and there was nothing there at all, right? I'm so, I'm so out of it even though I'm reading, I've read nothing.
1: Yeah, it, it it really is like the the words just fell off somewhere. I can't tell you how many times I've read the same thing over and over again. So, the lectio divina helps you slow down and actually read to understand, not just read to read.
0: It, it it's also a technique that can be really helpful during times when you're looking for guidance. Maybe you have a, question you're contemplating, maybe a big decision coming up, and you're turning to some inspirational text or a book on a particular topic to help you.
1: And what's really cool about this, or what I found really cool about this, is that you don't have to just or do it with just written text. It can be, you can use it with a painting. You can use it with a song or a sculpture. You can use this with many different uh, media so it's, it gives you the chance actually to look at something
0: for the first time, even if it's not your first time with that particular text or picture or image.
1: Yeah, you will and look at a, it differently. That's the great part about it. It's a pretty old technique, right? Yes. It was developed by the Alexandrian Christians and sub- subsequently adopted by the monastic communities. It The modern form. For you have history buffs out there, comes from the 12th century French Catholic Christian monk. Yeah, okay, sure. French Catholic Christian monk Guido II.
0: I've never heard of Guido II.
1: Who has? And what happened to Guido the first? That's what I want to know. That's End a good back. question. So the important thing is that Guido II distinguished separate phases of the Lectio Divina process. Reading Lectio. Reflection, meditatio, prayer, oratio, and contemplation, contemplia. That's
0: pretty cool, especially considering that old Guido uh, II wasn't really a a modern man. Uh, Those phrases, those four steps, correspond fairly well to the four primary cognitive functions posited by Carl Jung, the famous psychologist sensing, thinking, feeling, and intuiting. That means that the method of Lectio Divina, while at its core is a spiritual activity, it nevertheless involves psychological processes. So the method can be used not just by Christians, by people of other faiths or anyone just interested in the experience. Right. This is
1: a practice that's accessible to anyone.
0: So maybe we should outline the specifics. I really have been in suspense wanting to know more about it now that you've named the four
1: steps. Okay, dokey. So here are here's the way the practice works. And, and we're going to do it in a, we'll give you a nutshell guide here, and then we'll get into a specific example in a little while. So you read the scripture four times, allowing for time for meditation and prayer in between each reading. Wait, 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 wait. Can we back up here? what scripture do I
0: choose? Do I need a Bible passage for this thing?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, You can use this with a lot of different things. Like I mentioned earlier, a uh, sculpture, a painting, a poem, um, sacred text. It's true that it was originally um, set up for passages that were based on Christian text, but as a technique, it can be used with a lot of different things. Um, Just some passage that has meaning to you. And preferably with your tradition. So any of your uh, readings with sacred text or a poem, uh, whatever speaks to you, choose something that's less than a page, but more than a few uh, lines long. Okay, so any sacred text.
0: And if I wanted to use a poem or passage from in some inspirational reading, could I use a paragraph or poem from, oh, I don't know, Amanda Gorman? Maybe. Or an excerpt from a book by the Dalai Lama?
1: Maybe. Any text that's (laughs) meaningful for you. Yeah, so it it could be something that you're already familiar with or something brand new. Um, The only thing is that it's important to you and you're prepared to listen to what it has to say to you.
0: Okay, so we've got a text, something that's meaningful, something that I'm open to listening to. Is there anything
1: else that folks should know before we get started on our Lectio? Well, it might be clear already, but uh, just in case, I'll emphasize one final point. During the Lectio Divina, we put aside our thoughts of studying the text. The exercise is not to look for historical or theological meaning. Rather, the idea is to enter into the text in a felt sense. The purpose of this practice is to hear, in silence, the message in this moment. What, through this reading, is the divine saying to me right now, What do I hear that helps me walk my path today? Okay, I think I'm ready to listen.